Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, James Bazin, coming to you from our virtual studios somewhere in Alaska. Thanks for joining us. We have a lot of great topics to discuss this Friday. Uh, I'm going to be looking at the articles that Suzanne Downing has posted on the Must Read Alaska website. Please join us there if you haven't recently. That's where you can go and find a lot of the great content you're not going to find on any of the other media sources here in Alaska. Suzanne does a great job when it comes to the, to the, the news articles. Also, great podcasts that are put out weekly by John Quick and Suzanne. There's a link on the website for that. We also ask that if you haven't, please donate. Your donations is what makes this possible. We do have a great sponsor for our podcast um, here recently, and that is the Charlie Pierce for Governor. Um, he, is, um, he is the one who has sponsored the, the podcast for the last month or so, and we greatly appreciate his support. And that is Charlie Pierce for Governor. If you haven't done so, please join him on his website. So let's get this party started and let's go ahead and hit some of the main topics for this week. I thought it'd be a good time to reintroduce myself. I've been doing the Must Read Alaska Friday edition of the uh, podcast for a couple months now. And for those of you who don't know anything about me, so um, again, my name is James Bays and I, I live down here on the Kenai Peninsula where I retired um, as the chief of staff for the borough mayor. And I was a fire chief for 12 plus years uh, at the Nikiski Fire Department, have a long career in public safety, retired from that, was also in the military for 12 years, serving in the Air Force and the Alaska Air National Guard. Longtime Republican, uh, I consider myself a conservative. I serve on city council down here and appear on some of the, the local radio stations and, and give my thoughts um, on, from a conservative view. So it's um, just kind of a, a reintroduction for those of you who, who actually want to know who James Basin is. My first topic today is going to be about the state of Alaska and the special primary election that's going to be held on June 11th. For those of you who aren't watching the video feed that we have on Facebook and you're listening to the podcast, in my hand, I have the special ballot that I received in the mail. A matter of fact, I received four ballots in our mail to my residence here. There's only three voters here that live here anymore. One of the, one of the members of my family that, that used to live with us is no longer here. So just like many of you, you're probably seeing ballots that you shouldn't get. We will return that ballot and make sure that it's disposed of properly. But that's the problem with, with giving people confidence when it, when it comes to dealing with this type of election. So me personally, having received four ballots, just think if I'm the type of person in the family that I'm going to tell everybody how to vote. So I'm going to take all four of those ballots and I'm going to fill them in and I'm going to tell you how to vote. That's one of the things that I, don't, I, that I disagree with when it comes to mail-in ballots because of the pressure that an outside influence can put on somebody. 
I can have all the political conversation that I want to with my family, but when we go to the polling place and they go behind the curtain and they start to vote, then they, they don't have to vote the way I want them to vote. They get to finally vote the way they want to vote. And that's just one of the many things that I don't like about this. Um, if you've been to the post office re recently and you look at the discarded ballots that are, that are in the trash at the post office, again, it just goes to show you that this is not the securest way to have an election. The way that we always voted to where you went to a polling place, you showed your ID, you signed in, and I've done that many a times here where I live out on the Kenai Peninsula, and even the poll workers who know me, I go through the same process and show my ID and sign in to get my ballot. I never thought that my ballot was not being counted. I never thought that the elections were not being held properly, but when you come into a mail-in ballot election, I have a problem with that. Not only to mention the 48 candidates that are listed on this ballot, and we're going to pick one of them. This is what's called the jungle primary. So we're going to select one of the candidates to get us to the primary or to get us to the general election to where we're going to have four more to vote for. And this is just for the temporary seat to fill the vacancy left by the passing of Congressman Don Young. Very confusing. You know, I've got a teenage son in my house and I've, I've already asked him, hey, have you looked at your ballot and can you name any of the candidates on there and what you think? And of course, who do you think the one candidate that um, comes to the top? You know, as, as a young person, you may you may have heard a couple of the politicians that are on here, but they've all heard of Santa Claus. So, again, that um, that adds a, another another issue to this ballot to where it's almost you know, I can't say that it's a mockery because there is a real person who's named Santa Claus from North Pole, Alaska, that's on the ballot. But it just, um, it just seems that um, the, the direction that we're going in when it comes to election, we need to get back to where we were, to where we all show up at a, bowl, at a polling place. I am not opposed to sending out a ballot if somebody actually asked for it. That way, we know that whenever they ask for it, there's a reason for that, um, whether whether you're traveling or whether you're you're at a home that you can't get out of for whatever reason, that's perfectly fine. But to send out hundreds of thousands of ballots for election to people who don't want to vote, that's again, whenever we lose confidence in what we're doing. And where are we going to put this blame for? You know, the reason why that the state is going to tell you that we're doing this is because they did not have enough time to set up polling places and get volunteers for that. That might be the case for this one election, but after this, we should never be let back to this again in, in our state history. We need to fix this and make sure that we are doing elections securely and properly. Um, I'm going to take my ballots when we get done, when my family gets done, I'm going to take them to our city clerk and have him have, have our city clerk secure them and send them in. I'm not going to send them back into the mail. Can't trust, can't trust the postal service to make sure that, that my ballot gets counted, but I can trust my city clerk to do that. So that's another option that you have. Um, also, one of the conversations I was having dealing with elections, there is a poll out there that people are being called on. And one of the things that it looks like is taking place, I don't know who, who's actually doing the polling, but I can tell it leans left because they ask you to pick 
who who you would pick now for the in this talk and this is for the governor's race now they're asking you to pick pick who you think would win or who would be your your choice in the jungle primary but then when you get to the top four it's got a couple left-leaning people who make it into the top four and one of the people who doesn't make it make it into the top four is Kenai Peninsula Borough Charlie Pierce who's running for governor and been endorsed by a lot of the Republican Party committees now and I have a hard time believing that this poll is working um, in a not working in a conservative manner or a fair manner I would say it looks like it's leaning left and it's leaving that individual out of the mix so very um, very concerning when I hear polls like that I have not been contacted by that poll yet probably not because of my registration uh, I am a conservative Republican and I doubt that uh, I'm on their calling list but you may have you may have been polled also but elections I have just a lot of concerns when it uh, when it comes to where we're at right now in this primary so take it serious research the candidates make sure you vote for somebody that you think can can do the job for us down in Washington DC and of course this election here that we're that we're talking about right now is just for a temporary congressperson Come August, we're going to have to vote for the temporary who's going to be down there until January. And then we're going to start the, the jungle primary again to get a permanent replacement down there. And come August, this is going to get really confusing. So hang on. Elections are here. And I think with, with ranked choice voting, the whole purpose of this is to, is to give people a chance to get voted in who typically under normal circumstances and how we hold our elections wouldn't have a chance. So they're trying to, to turn the tables on the typical election that we have here in Alaska, and I hope it doesn't work. I hope that Alaskans are smarter than that. So I guess we can talk about one of the most talked about subjects in Juneau right now concerning the budget, and that is the Alaska Permanent Fund dividend. So just recently, the Senate voted uh, to make the Permanent Fund dividend a 50-50 split, 50% going to the people, 50% going to the government. And it failed on a 10-9 vote in the Senate. And on the article that uh, Suzanne Downing has posted on the Must Read Alaska website, it looks like Senator Revac cast the pivotal vote to stop the 50-50 split. And again, this is something that the governor has touted um, as, a, as a way to get past the dividend and get Juno back to work on everything. The Senate president, Peter Machiki, he has supported this his entire time. He voted yes on this. Um, it looks like, um, again, government wins when they try to continue to take the permanent fund. This was, uh, this was kind of an olive branch that you'd think that Worst case scenario, we would get meet somewhere in the middle, this 50-50, and move on. And they can't even get past this. And it looked like the Democrats who voted no in the Senate were Baggage, Gray Jackson, Hoffman, Kawasaki, Keel, Wilikowski. And the Republicans that joined that group were Bert Stedman, Gary Stevens, and Josh Revac. This is what I, probably what I, what I dislike the most about party politics, Republican or Democrat, is that party politics um, seems to come into play and you say you're one thing, but you vote another. So the permanent fund 
dividend was the oil wealth set up for Alaskans to share in the oil wealth. And for the longest time, up until Bill Walker was the governor and vetoed it. Um, and then from that point on, I think that was in 2016, from that point on, we have been in this mess that every year, the permanent fund dividend, the size of it, has been decided by the legislature. And of course, they like it there because money is power. And whenever they don't have the resources that are being produced right now, they have tons of funding coming in with the high prices of oil and everything that's going on there, all the federal money that they receive. So this budget is going to be blown out of the water, but they still don't have enough to do the 50-50 split. And it's not about today. It's about tomorrow and the next day. They don't want to codify it in the Constitution. Um, they would do a 50-50 split as long as it would go to 25-75 the year after, unless we had additional taxes. So again, it's never enough for government to have when it comes to spending. And that's all the special entities. That's the union. That's the size of government that we have. We always need more money. And the permanent fund is where they want to get it from. So I hope you remember that come election and you hold these people accountable because um, if they can't at least agree to get this down the middle to where it's fair to both sides, they should not be in office. And, and if you agree with me, vote them out. Well, another interesting article um, going back to Juno and dealing with uh, with one of the bills that was introduced. Um, uh, also on the Must Read Alaska website is uh, the Democrats' bill to double Alaska's fuel and oil tax was turned 180 degrees into a fuel tax suspension. So if you remember, House Bill 104 originally was going to be set up to double the the tax on fuel here in Alaska. Uh, from eight cents on every gallon to 16 cents on the gallon. And that was sponsored by a couple of the uh, uh, Democrat House members. And that has completely turned around. And now it's going to be a tax holiday to where the eight, eight cents of tax on every gallon of gasoline is going to be suspended um, up until June 30th of 2023. So again, one one side says that we need your permanent fund because we're not going to have enough for government. And now we're dealing with the tax on fuel because everybody's hurting out there. This little eight cents difference, is it really going to make that big a difference in your lifetime? Again, how about giving the people the permanent fund and getting back to that 50-50 as a compromise at a minimum, and even that shouldn't really be talked about, but it is, that should at least be the minimum. And here we are dealing with, dealing with the pittance of this fuel tax. It's not going to make a difference. I think um, if I remember um, some of the, uh, I don't know, $60, $70 a year is what you would save by this fuel tax not being there. And of course, the fuel tax goes to the roads, to the repairs and of our roads and highways. So again, what you're doing is, is you're going to take that away and you're going to have to come up with some other part of the budget to do it. So smoke and mirrors is what I'm thinking. Of course, the big news at the federal level was the leak that come out of the Supreme Court dealing with the decision to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision back in 1973 that granted constitutional protection to women who get abortions. 
I guess this is one of the areas that if you're a pro-Trump supporter, you could thank uh, President Trump because it looks like the, probably the people that he put in office is what made this, uh, is going to make this happen if it happens. It'll probably be the 5-4 difference, and I think that his appointments will have a lot to do with this. Um, I'm a pro-life person. So I am, I'll be up front. I'm not, uh, I'm not unhappy in any way that this takes place. Um, if it is a decision to push it back down to the state, it becomes a state's rights issue. I'm okay with that because I'm hoping that we can get less abortions out of it and save unborn lives. That's what it comes down to. It's very simple for me is that the more unborn lives that we save, the better. And uh, I hope that uh, what we're hearing um, comes to fruition. I think that the intent was for this leak to take place and to put pressure on one of the, probably one of the five to change their minds. I think it will actually have the opposite effect. I think it will codify their decision because of what's going to take place out here in the place of public opinion during this time. So going to be interesting to watch. Wow, well, this is an interesting article that uh, Suzanne Downing has on the Must Read Alaska site. And again, if you haven't, mustreadalaska.com, that's the place to get your conservative news to get the stuff that the mainstream media is not reporting on. Well, Suzanne basically puts it, is there a coup underway in Anchorage? It looks like the Anchorage Assembly is creating a pathway to remove the mayor the people has elected. Uh, it looks like there's going to be an ordinance offered by Assembly Vice Chairman Chris Constant at the next meeting, which is going to make it uh, make it to where the assembly could possibly remove the mayor. Of course, again, I've worked in the mayor's office down here in the Kenai Peninsula, so I understand the the friction that takes place between an assembly and the mayor, and no difference down here than up there. But listen, the assembly. I can't see any way how, how they can make this legal to, re, to where they're going to have the ability to remove the mayor. You, also have, you already have a way to remove a mayor, and that is the people basically who elect them can go through and do a recall. That is how you remove a mayor. A mayor who's elected by the people, I have a hard time believing that, and I hope I'm right, I have a hard time believing that an assembly is going to be able to get rid of a mayor because every mayor basically at some point is going to come in um, contact to where they're going to have very vehement disagreements with the assembly. The assembly there is to, to watch over the purse of the city and make sure things are done and funded properly. And the mayor executes that through the executive office that he has but it looks like there's a new section in here and Suzanne has this in, uh, on her, uh, in the article that she posted today on must read Alaska. Um, I'm looking at section three in this article to where it's a new section that's being put in there that states the mayor may be removed from office for breach of the public trust following the procedure set forth in this section. And then it goes through a, a list of looks like 13 items that the mayor, that the assembly could remove the mayor acceptance of cash or gifts and violation of such and such perjury falsification of records making personal use of uh, personal school district property you know on and on and on um, failure to faithfully execute the directives of the duly enacted ordinance 
uh, subsequently breaching of a statutory code or charter imposed duty. Um, they've got just a whole list of things here, but really what it is, is think about it. The assembly who wants to tax and spend the mayor basically has, has the authority to go out and hire and do these things. So typically um, that's the checks and balances and to, and that's why they have to be in, in, in constant sync to where they work together. Because if they don't, you see the situation that, uh, that we're dealing with up in Anchorage right now. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I guess it's great theater to watch from the outside, but what a mess on the inside. And, uh, this is going to be interesting to watch because, um, if this passes, uh, politics in Anchorage, um, there is no way that you'll be able to keep a mayor in office and, and it won't just be during this time as the next mayor comes, comes up and the assembly will change at some point. They think that they have their hands on this assembly. Uh, it will change. Um, um, it might, it should have changed in this last election. And that is the fault of the people who didn't get out and vote and they allowed it to continue. Uh, I expect here in the, in the next election that, that you, we should see changes hopefully uh, in, in Anchorage. I want to thank you for joining the Must Read Alaska Friday edition of the podcast. It's been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed having this conversation. Look forward to being back next week. If you get a chance, there's lots of podcasts that, that are being done out there by Suzanne Downing and John Quick. All you have to do is come to our website to find them. We can, you can subscribe to these over, the, over your iPhone or your Google phone. We, we have many ways to get the content out to you. So join us. Again, if you can, please donate. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Charlie Pierce for Governor. The way that we can make this content work is we have to have your help and we have to have your support to, to keep it going. So again, have a great weekend out there. The sunshine is going to be out. It looks like Alaska, uh, for the most part, is going to have a beautiful weekend. The days are getting longer, and this is what we've all waited for. So have fun this weekend. Join us again next week when the podcast hit. And thank you again, and God bless.